0: Welcome to the Sermon B Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful. Hey, welcome to the B-Side Podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: And my name is Matt LeLoyan. I serve as a pastor at Liberty as well. And joining us today are two of Liberty Church's deacons, Greg and Jen Lowe. Greg and Jen, yes. welcome. Uh, this
0: to... is where we put the applause That's, yeah. Like yeah. Sound yeah. In. soundtrack yes, in. yeah. yeah. We hey, welcome, guys.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you guys with us. Uh, Greg and Jen are in their second uh, three-year term uh, as deacons for Liberty Church. I think it was um, not long after we moved into this current space uh, that we had our first commissioning of deacons. Mm. Uh, the mm-hmm. two of you uh, and Dan Kern were the three the three original uh, original deacons for uh, for Liberty. The ODs. The ODs, the ODs. instead <laughs> of instead of original gangster original deacons. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, and John, you preached yesterday from Acts chapter six, yeah, where we see, and I thought you um, thought you did a really good job of parsing that out. Um, the um, The role of deacon as servant, mm-hmm. uh, the title of deacon may be coming a little bit more clear later in the history of the church, mm-hmm. but Acts six being really the first place that we see uh, a new office established right, right. Uh, in the early church leadership. And so we thought today, as we got into um, to Acts chapter six, it would be great to have. Some real life Liberty Church deacons on the podcast with us very exciting that's right
0: yeah that's yeah right. no it's uh it, it's uh, it's good to see like the way that, that God has moved throughout history as well to um, to establish offices within the church for the good of the church and for his glory and so I think uh, even yesterday just kind of going through, I just became even more grateful for diaconal yeah. ministry yeah. and like um, yeah, you know, as we've we've had multiple times, multiple conversations about how grateful we are for our deacons mm-hmm. uh, to see this as something like the, that God has established uh, in His church to serve the church well, um, and kind of even getting into like the essence of diaconal ministry. I think was just a lot of fun. So
1: yeah, glad to yeah. have these guys here this morning. Absolutely. Maybe that's a good uh, a good place to just jump in, um, John. You talked about this a little bit yesterday. I was grateful for that, but. Greg and Jen, um, what do deacons do at Liberty Church? We got a little bit of the biblical theological grid uh, from yeah. John yesterday in Acts 6. Uh, you're you're kind of helping us. How do we flesh that out? How do we actually see that play out in, uh, in real life at Liberty Church?
2: Well, we, we serve. It would be the first way that I would answer that, but that would be um, only the first part of the story and hopefully the minority of the story. Um, you wouldn't want a deacon that never serves. Uh, sure. That probably wouldn't be a good, great characteristic, <laughs> yeah. but a deacon is is one that serves um, both inside and outside of the church. But it's also one that um, a person that connects people to opportunities to mm-hmm. serve. Mm-hmm. And for a church like ours, that's that's hopefully um, and thankfully has been the bigger the bigger role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of deacons in other churches who are. Burned out really quickly because they only do the first piece of that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they serve and serve and serve until they just don't have any more capacity. Versus um, getting other people opportunities to serve, and that's so I think that's the larger piece of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for a deacon at liberty.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's um, yeah. I really appreciate John. That was your third point. Was um, you had that the, you didn't not the alliteration yesterday, but the rhyming points. You had neglected, oh, like, um, yeah. selected, and connected.
0: I'll be dropping a new album,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> rhyming songs with Pastor John. Perfect with my book release of the Camellia Option. Oh, nice! Uh, simultaneously, it's gonna be it's falls really looking very exciting. for Well me. done, well done. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, that connection piece. I think Greg, as you were saying, like I think that's something that you guys do really well, um, and uh, and getting the the people connected. Not just with like resources, not just serving people, but like connecting people with other people, connecting them with, with different ministries that are going to serve them well, um, help out with physical, tangible needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think, and I mentioned this yesterday, but I think you guys do really well in that is that um, you don't provide everything that somebody wants, mm-hmm. but you will provide what they need. Like we want to provide what they need uh, in those mm-hmm. moments. And sometimes what they need is, um, is help, they need connection, they need relationships. Um, and I've been grateful for the way that you guys have done that um, here at Liberty. What's the like for you guys? Like, what's the um, what's like the common ask or the common thing that that kind of comes up for for you as far as like people's need for for connection?
2: Well, we it, it's quite a variety of things that come in. Um, Jen can comment on some of the, the ho- more hospitality-oriented things, uh, and we'll give one disclaimer that Jen's got a, a cold uh, that we're sure is not COVID, uh, <laughs> but has about six sentences of voice left. So we're going <laughs> to use her sentences uh, sparingly. but Serve
1: um, all the way to the end of your voice, Jen. That's, that's what deacons do <laughs> that's here at exactly. Liberty Church. Yes. Until they can't speak
2: anymore. <laughs> uh, no, a large variety of things. And a lot of it's basic things from moving and... Um, Issues maybe with a home situation Mm -hmm. or repairs needed, those kinds of things, um, all the way to fairly more, um, significantly more crisis-related things: Mm -hmm. lost employment or or Mm -hmm. an unexpected, unexpected job change, um, unexpected situation perhaps within the family, um, and a full range of needs really between those things. Mm -hmm. And many, thankfully, many of them are not urgent. Um, but unfortunately, because of the world we live in, many of them are urgent. Mm, that's um, right, yeah. And need immediate uh, sort of support and action. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, and there's a whole variety. I'll let Jen uh, talk about some of the things that we do that fit into the hospitality um,
3: situation, if she can.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, primarily, the main thing we do is provide meals. We have a lot of great, um, mostly women, Maybe I have a few men plug in. A few on there, yeah. Uh, yeah. That provide probably close to 150 meals a year. Mm, wow. Uh, most of those go to new moms. Uh-huh. uh But we've also had other opportunities um, for people that find themselves, whether they're having surgery mm. or just at a point where that is something that is uh, beneficial for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, meals are a uh, primary way. Other ways are just within the church if there's some event that is happening. Mm. It takes a lot of hands to... Um, to get that going Mm -hmm. so there are people that plug in and help that way as well
1: yeah yeah that's that's the literal uh the literal act six the the distribution of food the meals the meals team and 150 meals a year there's like a literal literal expression of that going on in our church as well
2: there's a there's a piece there also about even in the mentioning of the meals about connection Hmm. because wouldn't it be more efficient to just have a web app and just trigger a DoorDash event hmm. to take Chipotle and drop it off at somebody's house who mm-hmm. needs a meal? Mm-hmm. Um, and while you could do that, and that would be a more efficient way to do it, that's the, the person who is getting that meal is also in need of relationship and also <laughs> need of encouragement. Yeah. And just the sheer fact that somebody from the church, in many cases a person I don't even know, mm-hmm. made a meal mm-hmm. for me in this particular difficult time that I'm in it really goes a long way for people to get that particularly mm-hmm. think of a young mother she's been home with the baby for two days now mm-hmm. um, not sleeping much and here's a meal mm-hmm. you know from somebody from the church and just the encouragement that that brings And hey wait a minute there's a community here that's yeah. in this with me mm-hmm. it's not just a door dash
0: right
2: knock mm-hmm. on the door oh there's chipotle there's yeah. a big difference yeah. between yeah. those two things um, occasionally you can do that with a takeout meal. I'm not saying that sure, that's sure. evil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. uh, yeah. those no, 150 meals, yeah. I think a large majority of them are prepared
1: yeah. by people. Which is and great. And
2: off themselves.
1: It, it's great in that, too, and you were speaking to this a minute ago, Greg, that um, you know, there, the question is kind of you know what the deacons do at Liberty. Just as important is what don't deacons do, mm-hmm. and the answer is everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that there's a lot of uh, facilitating in, mm-hmm. in the connection, that word that you used yesterday, John. Um, and, and mobilizing people to create an entire community an entire culture of mm-hmm. in our church of service and of, of mercy yeah. not just not just you doing 150 meals you know a yeah. year for, yeah. for, uh, for people in need. Yeah, I think
0: one of the, the beautiful things in that is it, it does reflect in many ways like the gospel because we have been served by Christ and, and many of these women who are, um, you're receiving meals after you know we okay like full disclosure we have we have a lot of babies yes at liberty if you're if you don't attend liberty or you're listening to this or or whatever so there's a lot of meals for new time moms and a lot of the women who are making the meals have either been served a meal because they've had a child <laughs> or like recently or like they've they know what it's like to be a mom because mm-hmm. they they are a mom and they and they want to serve well and so like as we have received this grace from God, we also want to give it, and so like it's this kind of reciprocal kind of relationship of I've received these things, I want to give as well. And and you guys being able to equip people and and sign folks up for it, I think is um, a great way for us to 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 mirror the the, the gospel type uh, reciprocation of God's grace to us to others. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's a gift to be able to to serve, and I think that's one of the the beautiful things in in ministry is is the equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, is kind of the goal, the end goal here to mm-hmm. um, to make that possible, and so because there is so much blessing that comes with serving, um, and so to share that over over the you know the entire body of Christ as opposed to just you know hey here's here's seven people who are going to do all the serving for you, it's mm-hmm. not the idea, mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's not the idea, it's the the administration pieces of that I think is Uh, Huge, But you guys also lead in that really well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys are servants. You guys are, you know, in many ways the first to serve. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for for your leadership. We had another question for you guys. As deacons try to cultivate this culture of service and mercy, um, what are some of the things that you're celebrating? And where are you seeing that play out specifically?
2: Well, Jen and I were just um, talking about... uh, on the way over, one one when we knew we were coming this morning, um, one of the one of the things that it's really hard to believe, but in we've been a part of this for or soon to be entering, I guess, our sixth year, mm-hmm. um, and we cannot, neither of us could recall a single thing that the deacons put out to the church body that we did not have enough help to complete. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not once. Man, that's awesome! That's incredible. Um, it, it's incredible. It's a great streak uh, to to, uh, to try and continue. Um, yeah. But Jen was just commenting, you know, when when she's requesting for meals for a certain situation, that the sign up list fills up, you know, really quickly hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when somebody's moving, when there's all these other kind of projects. Hmm. Um, if you've ever helped somebody move and you show up and you're one of two people, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you immediately. Wow, this is going to be an interesting Saturday. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> right. And but, why
0: did you bring that sleeper couch to the third floor? Party? Exactly.
2: But, um, and we've done, I don't know, 20, 30 of those so in those five yeah. years. And not one time did I, did I ever show up and feel like, wow, how are we going to get this done? It was an army of people, mm. um, most of the time, a little bit more than was even needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you move an entire family in two hours. Everybody goes home, and it's a high-five moment. It really is. Um, Particularly when you see a a couch that needs to go to the second story, whatever Uh it might be. Uh Uh Um, (laughs) And we have a variety of people that have showed up, including families. And and if I showed you a picture, in fact, I'm going to do that sometime. I'm going to show you a picture for some congregational update at some point in time of some movers that showed up that might surprise you. Ooh. They're not, the, they're not the...
1: Not the traditional picture of what you'd have in mind. Yes. Okay. If you're thinking you've okay. got to
2: be uh, a superman, uh, super <laughs> strong um, person and that would make you carry couches by yourself, that's not the case. Um, so mm-hmm. always, that's one thing, though, to be in all seriousness. There's not any request that we could think of <clears throat> in over five years mm-hmm. um, that we didn't have a willing and cheerful army present to do the work and yeah. what a blessing that is because there's yeah no, nobody wants messages sent to them that say mm-hmm. gosh where are you we really could have used look at what happened with the nobody there's never been
1: yeah that's amazing we just
2: simply say here's the opportunity and as god leads and has and different people have time at different seasons they show up
1: mm-hmm. that's good
0: That's really good.
3: I think also uh, just the sense of community in some of the moves and other projects. Mm -hmm. It's been less this year because of Mm -hmm. COVID. We haven't been able to do a lot of that. Yeah. But there's just a great um, camaraderie and Mm -hmm. meeting new people as well. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. that you would maybe normally um, chat with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a a, great aspect of it as well.
1: Yeah. That shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. serving together gives people just a good relational connection point, too, where, you know, some. Some people, personality-wise, maybe prefer that sit-down face-to-face, get into real in-depth conversation. A lot of people don't feel comfortable yeah. doing that until you at least get some kind right. of <laughs> relational experience, some kind of context yeah. for a relationship with a person. Mm-hmm. And that, that serving together um, does a lot for that. Absolutely.
2: I'd, I'd probably add one other thing in terms of things that we would celebrate. Um, not 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 every single request that comes forward is like this, but I would say the large majority of them come forward with a relational component mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. established yeah um, and, and again in, in many churches sometimes it's kind of like you press the deacon button yeah. yeah I'm sort of done yeah I did my job I saw a need mm-hmm. I, I passed it on yeah. I'm out of the equation now um, that's not the case at Liberty um, there's people that are willing to be in relationship um, and connected with situations and aren't always easy situations mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's if there's a mercy, ministry thing taking place it it hasn't been an easy situation yeah right. that's led yeah, to that that's right there have mm-hmm. been some difficult times and and many many people from liberty are the ones saying coming forward and saying can you help in this way here's what i've done Here's the relationship that I'm in with this person. Mm-hmm. I've been following up with them for X period of time. Mm-hmm. And I really think this is an opportunity for uh, Mercy Ministry to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we can come alongside them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's the majority of the time that's great. at Liberty very much mm-hmm. it is.
1: Which is maybe a great even opportunity just to, to put the, the plug out there for any of you listening to this and even in discussion in your Bible studies this week. One of the things that we've talked about um, when the deacons and elders mm-hmm. have gotten together recently is you know, do do people in our church know that if they do have those kinds of relational connections, mm-hmm. that there actually is a church that can be behind them in how they serve a person who's right. in need, um, which is funny. You know, even, even myself personally being part of the, the leadership of the church, thinking about my own neighborhood, it's... It's not even instinctive all the time to say, hey, I should rally Mm -hmm. the church behind me to also do something more than I could do myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're listening to this and you, and even this is prompting some ideas of people you're connected with that have needs, Mm -hmm. um, that you are trying to meet yourself and you're relationally involved with them, praise God that you're in their life and we would always Mm -hmm. encourage you to stay involved uh, in their life that way and engage with them. But if you start to find yourself uh, up against needs that just are beyond you, which will be often if if we're... engaged in the the places God has put us, Mm -hmm. um, you do have a church behind you and that, you know, we can't, we can't promise the moon. We can't do everything perhaps, but, uh, but with our deacons and the people that our deacons lead and Mm -hmm. our entire church family moving together, we can definitely do more than any individual or family could Mm -hmm. do. So find a way to let us know, Uh, the deacon team, at liberty.org, Let a staff member know. We'll, Mm -hmm. We'll make the connection for you there. Um, but we would love to know how you are serving and present and if there's ways we can can get behind you and support that.
0: Yeah, I, I think even like to sometimes the the question comes up of like I don't know what to do in this situation mm-hmm. and you've got people you know our diaconal team um, who it may have may have had a situation like that and they have some ideas they have some uh, some ways in which you can step in so like for you as you're as you're assessing your community, as you're assessing the people that are around you and what's going on and, um, some of the circles in which you live and operate in, if you see a need, but you don't know how to address it, or mm-hmm. if you're wondering, you know, what's the best way to, to talk to this person about like, you know, I see their, their kids are, you know, uh, either malnourished or they're, you know, they don't look like they have clothes or clean clothes or anything like that. Like, I don't know how to step into these situations. Maybe like that's a way for you to like even reach out and just, you know, get some ideas going. Mm-hmm. Start talking with our deacons about like what's what's the best way to serve these people? What are some what are some resources locally that I can get them connected with? Mm-hmm. Um you don't have to know everything and be able to do everything. You do have that team behind you, you mm-hmm. have that church behind you to, to help you step into those situations and think
1: about those things well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Those are some things to celebrate, certainly. Um, Maybe on the other side there, how would you guys love to see our church grow in service, in mercy, um, in the days to come, maybe if we said even in the coming year, what would be some things you would love to see see us grow in?
2: One of the things is is it's particularly during COVID, it's very difficult to get face-to-face time to communicate needs to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so, you would really only naturally communicate probably within the circles that you knew, people that you, you knew personally. Um, so making, making sure that we know how to connect with you is a huge help. Yeah. Um, because the way we get a large number of people for a task that needs to be done or a mercy ministry opportunity is because we're asking 50 mm-hmm. people. And that's how ten have the right schedule and the right moment to be able to kind of help. Um, so helping us increase those numbers that we uh, just that we know how um, to get a hold of you. Um, and again, along the lines of what you would consider your strengths and your gifts and your talents is fine. Not everybody has to help people move, and not everybody has to make meals. Um, but there's a way out there probably mm-hmm. across those all, those teams. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple different tools online um, that you can that you can probably reference Matt that. For, for you to let us know, including emailing us and just telling me, look, I can't figure out all these apps and I don't want to, <laughs> Greg, can I just talk to you? Yes, you can. <laughs> we will get you in. Um, so we can have a, a quick way to get opportunities in front of you.
0: Yeah, so it's really generous going. of you, Greg, to, <laughs> yeah. to not just answer emails, but also to speak. That's yeah. right,
1: that's, that's right. Really <laughs> yeah. if, uh, that's a great way to do it, as Greg said. if you If you want to look around and see what some of those options are, uh, on our website, if you go um, to, there's a, there's a form on there called I Can Help, uh, Serving Opportunities. If you click on that, there's a lot of serving opportunities, both ministries of our church as well as diaconal teams, um, the meals team, the Jen referenced before, the moving team, that Greg referenced. All of those are there. Uh, if you've downloaded the Church Center app, if you open that up and you go to the Groups tab... There's uh, categories of groups. It, you kind of scroll down toward the bottom. you can explore groups. There's a whole category called Deacon Service Teams. You can mm-hmm. click on that. There's little descriptions for the I believe we're up to nine different kinds of teams, one of which is just called the miscellaneous team. If you just want to hear about mm-hmm. needs as they emerge and, and figure out if you're able to respond to that, that's the miscellaneous team. But uh, you it's can, the most exciting team to be on. That's right. That's right. That might include things like driving lessons for a newly arrived <laughs> refugee as both Greg and I had the opportunity to do last year nice. with, a, with a, a guy that was working on, as we, all, as we all did at one point in our lives, parallel parking. Mm-hmm. Parallel parking. So if you want to learn how to help <laughs> para, like, uh, a newly arrived refugee um, parallel park in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. you, can, you can do that through <laughs> the Liberty Deacons. That,
2: that one is a great example because um, <clears throat> a lot of times people think that what's, what's needed in the situation is a mechanic, Something's broken, something needs fixed, hmm. and so therefore, deacons and people that work with the deacons in the church must be mechanics, hmm. and that is true sometimes when it's a crisis, yeah when there's been a fire or there's been a loss of employment, and there's an immediate need, well, if somebody does need help towards a solution, and they need yeah. it as a as a to bridge the gap, but more often than not, what's needed is a gardener, mm. um, not the mechanic, yeah. And um, the gentleman that you're talking about is a refugee to this country. Yeah. And he comes and he says, I must learn how to parallel park a car. And mm-hmm. I'm already laughing because 200 million Americans probably cannot do that. <laughs> and they have a driver's license. Uh huh. Uh huh. So at the farm show building, um, I even filmed one of them. Sometime I might show that to the church as well because it's, it's great. It's just it's a picture of gardening. It really is because multiple people, not just Matt and I, but lots of people (laughs) met on a scheduled basis and they drove with this young man in their own cars around Harrisburg in different situations, and I happen to draw parallel parking was the, was the, <laughs> one, I, was the one that, the that I dropped, <laughs> <shorts laughs> drop. But that's okay. It's okay. Um, turns out at his test, he didn't even need to parallel park. <laughs> did he not? I don't know. Know. Oh, wow. He, well. got, he got a COVID-related driving <laughs> test, and I think oh, he went around man. the parking lot in a circle. <laughs> after we had driven him all over Harrisburg. And uh, <laughs> but he can. But he right. can. He? He can. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. But that's the difference. I can't get to my job because I don't have... A driver's license. hmm Well, we'll just get somebody to take you to your job. That yeah. would be a mechanics solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The job's in Carlisle. Mm-hmm. So we came alongside him, we helped him get his driver's license and also supported him for, for a portion of what was needed to get a car. He had his own funds that were that that also went towards the car and got the car inspected. Mm-hmm. Um, helped him understand that we need insurance for this car and other kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And he drove himself, and now the key thing is he sometimes drives co-workers mm-hmm. to that same that's place awesome. for employment, yep. and now the deacons are way, way, way in the background, mm-hmm. and, you know, may God get the glory for mm-hmm.
1: that. That's good. That's great. That's good. That's, good. That's, um, you, those, that's, a, that's a really helpful picture too, mechanic kind of, my, my mind goes to the word fix, it's like a mm-hmm. fix. Right. And then, you know, gardener, you're cultivating, you're, you're helping grow. Um, one of the one of the resources that you guys um, use in, in Deacon training for new Deacons too uh, is called When Helping Hurts and gets into that idea of the three kinds of he uses all R words mm-hmm. which I'm drawing a blank on now but there's there's like relief which is like the immediate reactionary kind of response but then like recovery or one of those other words speaks to more of the, the long holistic view to how to actually um, give people the the self sufficiency that they need to be able to to live without uh, an unhealthy un- ongoing dependence on other people, and that's a um, certainly a value in um, how we do diaconal work. John's pulling a copy He's off the shelf off just to see shelf. if he can find those three R words real well, quick. The R's—it's well, got to be in the table of contents,
0: right? Yeah.
2: yeah, that's a that that is a key that's a key element, though, because. Our, our, our job as deacons and our job is in connecting the congregation to these opportunities is not necessarily to investigate every root cause mm-hmm. that maybe has led a person to the place at which they need mercy or they need help mm-hmm. in some way. But our job is to come into a relationship with them as a gardener in some of those cases and just say, can, can we be the the point at which the trend was changed? Yeah, And it, maybe it's a driver's license. Um, maybe it's some accountability to fill out 10 job applications right? Mm-hmm. Yep. because they've, they've lacked that. Sure. Moment. Yeah. Um, whatever, whatever it would be to help the, help the trend uh, yeah. turn.
1: That's good. And we'll see in coming weeks in the book of Acts, it's interesting. So Acts six, the deacons are established. There's a need that, that they're responding to there in the church. Uh, It's more of an internal and inward facing kind of need. Mm -hmm. Um, In Acts 8, it's actually interesting, even Acts 7 where we'll get next week, Stephen, one of the deacons, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll we'll cover this maybe next week, maybe even just to prime the pump a little bit and questions you might have about this. You know, we we typically associate deacons with tangible needs and we'll see that play out in the New Testament. The first thing we see Stephen do is preach in front of the Sanhedrin and then he's stoned for that. Um, and then we see in chapter 8, Philip, one of the other original seven deacons, mm-hmm. uh, sharing the gospel with a man from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. who's on his way back to Ethiopia from, from Jerusalem. So it, it kind of messes with our categories a little bit there. Teleportation also happens. So. That does happen in uh, in Acts 8. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Philip is there and so, then he's not there anymore. And he's not there. <laughs> And um, so you've got this sense between, between Acts 6 and 8 of what we might say inward-facing deacons mm-hmm. and diaconal work, outward-facing diaconal work. Um, and so uh, in a couple weeks, we'll have one, another one of our deacons, Terry Fisher, on the B-Side podcast with us, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of that, um, how we serve in our community outside mm-hmm. the church, how we have an external face to our, to our diaconal role. But maybe just as we, as we wrap up, um, just to, to reiterate uh, what John said yesterday for the two of you guys and our other five deacons, um, we are really grateful for you, grateful for how you uh, embody a culture of service and mercy uh, in our church. Um, this thought came to me yesterday, uh, which I was really grateful to God for. I, I've been part of churches in the past, um, even had family members serve on deacon teams before, and um. Where, where deacons were getting more burnt out and where they were just the doers constantly and there wasn't a, a culture of service and mercy. Right. And so whenever there would be kind of the next, you know, three-year term was up and people were rolling off, they usually rolled off and never came back. And there was what I, I kind of crassly referred to it as duck-duck deacon. Like, we just need to find some warm bodies to fill the to fill the <laughs> role because we need more deacons to do the stuff and no one wanted to do it. And that that created a whole culture in that church of like, Deacons are just kind of like the like they're just the workhorses. they are just like the um, and and so what I'm grateful for for the two of you and our other deacons here is is you hold the role the, the role is honorable, I feel like in our church. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like deacons are are a, a, a beautiful depiction of what the biblical picture of deacons are and it creates this sense of man they they serve and they work hard, uh, but they also enlist the church to do that and it holds the role high. so so thank you guys for, for who you are and how you lead us in our church.
2: It's been a joy. It's been it's been a pleasure for the, the five years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: They
0: only have to take one year off. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. Yeah. For that's right. Six years. That's so right. That's it. That's uh, looking forward to that gap year for sure. But also the years years after that. Uh, hopefully you know we'll we'll see many years of of but you know you guys being on our diagonal team. Uh, but also raising up more deacons. I think that's one of the one of the things we want to continually put in front of people is like there is opportunity to serve, um, to use your gifts, you know to see the, kind of some of the the qualifications of deacons, but also like the, the necessity for diaconal ministry. Uh, it's a It's a high call, it's a good call. Uh, it's one that that men and women should aspire to.
2: If we have uh, one second left just one miscellaneous comment it, yeah. not, basically in honor of the miscellaneous team which is <laughs> <now> <laughs> gonna be, which is now going to be the fastest growing there's gonna be 200 yeah. people on the yeah. miscellaneous team yeah uh, Jen and I were just coming this on the way over because there's probably a, some, maybe some young families that are listening and saying you know now's not the time mm-hmm. for me to serve for mm-hmm. me to be involved and um, and you know Jen and Greg they're empty nesters so this makes perfect sense but for me it doesn't huh but um, when our children were young, Um, we took them along with us to serve. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, And
2: mm -hmm. I I just will tell those young families that are listening, there are times when you'll have less to talk about with your teenagers than you might think, uh, Mm -hmm. when they become teenagers. And it it was such a great thing to be a part of with them, serving, even if it's just delivering a meal. Mm -hmm. You can deliver a meal with a child in a car seat. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It just gave us conversations around the context of the gospel, around the context of the church. And when you have four teenagers wearing hairnets at the Bethesda Mission serving a meal, <laughs> there's just some fun conversation yeah. that happens about yeah. service mm-hmm. and about and the gospel that would not take place. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we, we I think, Jen, what you were coming along those same lines on the way here. Mm-hmm. If you had anything you want to add to that, but just an encouragement to young families, I would I would leave you
3: with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it gave a context. um, As Greg was saying, just to be able to talk. Mm
1: -hmm. A lot of
3: times, the conversations in the car on Mm -hmm. the way there, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they were not always willing to go. They weren't super excited about it, but pretty much when we were done, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know, they they were. They Mm -hmm. found joy Mm -hmm. in the work, and I think also the relationship amongst the boys grew because mm-hmm. they were forced to work together yeah. um, a lot, helping other mm-hmm. people. So that yeah. was a, a blessing that we hadn't really thought of mm-hmm. um, Yeah, during it, but now we've seen that now. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's good. That's
0: really good. Yeah, grateful for you guys and the ways that you model that for us, mm-hmm. uh, push us towards those things, and... Um yeah, may God continue to, to work in and through us to, to accomplish his purpose here for us. Hmm. But uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions uh this week about diaconal ministry, how you can get involved, get in contact with our diaconal team, hbgdeacons at liberty.org. Uh, or you can call Greg. He also talks <laughs> he also talks, it doesn't just email. Um, or you can contact us here up at the church, Matt John, uh, at liberty.org. And uh, i be glad to do that. But hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Enjoy your Bible study groups. And uh, we will talk with you soon. Thanks. See you. Bye.